Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I think we really got something here. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. The Nightcap. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. On WGR Sports Radio 550. This will be an interesting show. What's up, everybody? It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Don't really know what I got in store for you. I I feel like I'm in a mood to rant, but I have a brief half hour. Not even. I got about 20 minutes here before I get you to Monday Night Football, which, by the way, this might be the best Monday Night Football game of the year. The 7-2 Seahawks, 8-0 49ers, really good game. Coverage starts at 7.30 here on WGR. Kickoff is at 8.15. So I feel like I could rant about the Bills right now. I could probably do it about the Sabres, too. Both their teams kind of stink right now. They have good records, but as of late, they kind of stink. And I feel like I could just go off on it. If you heard the post-game show yesterday, the overtime show with me and Nate Geary, and we both did a little of that. And it's a frustrating time to be a Bills fan right now. 803 is the phone number. I mean, I, I just, I'm in a weird place with them because I don't want to just assume this is what they are. But how, how can I not, how can you not think that way? Nine games into the season. You should have a pretty good idea of what you are as a team. And here we sit. The Bills lose to the Browns yesterday, 19-16. to And it's just a frustrating way to lose. There are so many things you could break down from it. The coaching aspect of it. Josh Allen's play. The offense in general. They're wasting a really good defense, which they've done multiple times in the last five years. But at the end of the day, they're 6-3. and three. They are still... Six and three. They are in really good shape to make the playoffs. You look at the playoff picture right now, and you know, not everything went your way yesterday. Pittsburgh won. So now you're only a game up on the top team outside of the playoffs. In fact, Pittsburgh's in the playoffs. The Bills are six and three, the five seed. The Steelers are five and four, the six seed. The Raiders, the Colts, also five and four. And you know, I I maybe I was wrong to Discount the Raiders because they they keep winning. They won on Thursday night, and they keep doing a pretty good job. So I don't know if maybe I want to continue to discount them. Like maybe the Raiders, what, what, what tells me the Bills are so much better than Oakland? Because I still don't believe Oakland's that good, but what do I have to go on that the Bills are actually that good? They can't score points. They can't. I give them credit for trying to do it in a passing manner and trying to be a passing offense, but here was the thing about that for me. As big a reason 
that I wanted the Bills to throw the ball a lot coming into this year. There were two big reasons for it. One was, I do believe in today's NFL, if you want to be a legitimately good team, a great team in this league, you have to be able to do that. Because everybody can. Look at the top of the standings. New England, Baltimore, Houston, Kansas City, San Francisco, Green Bay, Seattle, New Orleans. Any of these teams have something in common? They can all drop back to pass 30, 35, 40 times and just continue to score. All of them are capable. All of them. The Bills, you know, like, I don't don't even know if I need them to do it consistently with this defense right now. Eight plays at the one-yard line, or within, within the two. Yesterday, they stopped Cleveland. Holy crap. That's something. That was an NFL record, by the way. Nobody had ever failed six times in a row. Inside the two-yard line. And the Browns, the Bills held the Browns to, to that eight times. So, all of these teams that you look around and are having great seasons, they can all throw the ball. And they can all do it well. They can all score points. They all have good offenses. Lamar Jackson is like a video game out there. Did you see the conversation John Harbaugh, his coach, had with him on the sidelines yesterday? Talking about how Lamar Jackson's changing the game. He is. Because he's not just running. He might be the most electric runner in NFL history at the quarterback position. And he's actually doing a really good job of throwing the football too. Lamar Jackson actually has more pocket passes this year than Josh Allen. And he's been twice as good. So, there are these other young quarterbacks around the league that are doing special things. Deshaun Watson in Houston right now. Mahomes, obviously, in Kansas City. And at what point are we going to get a guy in here that we don't have to make excuses for? That is just going to come in and he's great. Because it happens all around the league. And yes, quarterbacks fail all around the league too. But man, aren't the Bills due for this? Because I am not ready at the end of this season to start making excuses for why Josh Allen isn't as good as he should be. And nine games through the season, that's where I'd be. If he does not get significantly better in the last half of this season, I'm going to be at a point where I don't want to continue to waste time on a quarterback that I don't think is special. And let's kind of di- let's dissect that right now. What was Josh Allen supposed to be that would make him special, that got him drafted seventh overall in the NFL draft, that had him, by the way, as one of the top prospects coming into that draft like a year out? I remember conversations in before the 2017 season that were, oh, hey, man, you want to you be bad this year because this is the year that Josh Allen kid is coming out. Like, he was hyped up. He was. People thought he was going to be a special prospect. And he, he was. He was the, the combine quarterback. He was the pro day guy that everyone was wowed by because he was slinging balls 80 yards down the field. Then he gets into the league and he's jumping over linebackers and he is doing special things, mostly with his legs, but he was doing special things. This year, and I don't think it's entirely scheme because guys are getting open. They are. He is just missing. He cannot throw a deep ball. So, that that's the kryptonite right there. That is the kryptonite to the thing he was supposed to be great at. Josh Allen's arm strength, in part, Probably a very big part got him drafted where he was drafted. 
was the reason the Bills selected him. More to work with because of the arm strength. More upside. More boom potential in that player. And what does it matter? Because they can't hit a deep ball. Yesterday, Isaiah McKenzie streaking down the field. He's got 5 to 10 yards on the guy that's covering him. And Allen just sails it over his head. And I I knew it was coming the the second I saw it. You see him load up to go deep. He's... Tyler Dunn of uh, Bleacher Report, or maybe he was uh, he was actually referencing, I think, a Matthew Fairburn story. He's 0 for 16 on passes that travel 30-plus yards in the air. He's It's not even that he's not consistent at it. He just can't do it. Period. He can't throw a deep ball. They're using him as a game manager. We had Micah Hyde on today on WGR. You just heard it. If you were, if you were tuned in about 10 minutes ago. And... He's making points about how, you know, th- th- it was about the deci- the question was about the decision of Sean McDermott and the Bills coaching staff to not really rush to the football, which I still kind of believe that they, they they were playing for the field goal. Sal made some good arguments when he was on with Mike last 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 hour, and I do think he could be right that it was just they screwed up and that they didn't want to do that. But part of me also thinks. Hey man, they they have trust in that kicker, even though I don't think they should. And they are still a little hesitant to just let Josh Allen loose and trust him in that situation. So, in that moment, they trusted their kicker more than their quarterback. Even, honestly, once it's incomplete, 4th and 4, it's a 53-yard field goal, or it's 4th and 4. If you really did believe your quarterback was special, like a lot of these other young guys I just mentioned, you I don't even care about the third down play and how much time you wasted before. Fourth and four with however many seconds left, you go for that. Because there is no reason to have trust in Steven Hauschka in that moment. Hauschka even mentioned how that was like the, the, the limit on his range. 53 yards is not that long in today's NFL. You got guys booting through 63 yarders. And it's not even like Hauschka's been particularly ac- accurate. He just missed a 34-yarder earlier in the game. 28th in the league in field goal percentage last season. This year, he's 8 of 13. There's no reason to have faith in that kicker in that moment. I mean, holy cow. Fourth and four? I'm almost as mad at the fourth and four decision. Have some trust in your offense, man. In your quarterback. Because here's the thing. Looping back around to my original point. I wanted them to throw the ball a lot coming into the year. Not just because I thought it would work, but because then we get to find out what we have in our quarterback sooner. Quicker. Like It felt like it took forever to figure out what EJ Manuel was for me. Because they just never gave him an opportunity. And I didn't know if it was just, hey, he's not that good, or they're just not letting him, they're not letting him, they're not giving him the chances. Allen's getting the chances. And that's why... I, I, it's trending in the direction that by the end of this year, I think I'm going to want them to have a different quarterback at some point. Because there needs to be more. And I'm leaving the door open for that to happen in the second half of this season. Because we saw a little of it last year. But there hasn't been nearly enough of that this year. At all. And if he can't have the big plays consistently, then he is just a game manager. And Micah Hyde was talking about how in that fourth, that late drive situation, 
that if you have a gunslinger, you don't necessarily want to throw him out there and risk turnover or uh, risk a sack and getting way out of field goal range. And I get his logic, but I don't think Josh Allen's a gunslinger because the gun, can't he can't hit it. It's not accurate. So he has been played as a game manager this year. And honestly, he's been okay at it. He's been pretty good at it. He's actually been one of the better quarterbacks in the league inside of 20 yards. But that's not who you drafted. That's not what we're hoping for here. Because then I just have Tyrod Taylor again. I have a taller Tyrod Taylor. That's what I got. He's not that much better than what we had. And considering what you gave up to get him, and also considering what is happening in the league, there are quarterbacks on Almost every team, there are, there are a ton of quarterbacks this year that have come out of nowhere and are doing an adequate job, that are doing a okay job. And again, I'm not saying Josh Allen's been terrible, but that's what he's been. He's been okay to me. And it's frustrating when you look at the Carolina Panthers, who have another Allen, Kyle Allen, who they didn't draft, and he had some of the same tools. That Kyle Allen, by the way, you look back like four years ago, with all of these quarterbacks that were drafted last year, I think with Allen and Rosen and Mayfield and whatever, Kyle Allen was the guy that was the number one recruit coming out of high school. So he had talent. He went undrafted. Guess what? He's pretty good. Is he great? No. But Carolina didn't have to spend multiple draft picks to move up and draft him in the top ten. That's the frustrating part. Gardner Minshew, a six-round pick in Jacksonville. He started for 300 yards every other game. And is he great? Probably not. But he looks like he's pretty good. He looks like he's okay. He's adequate. And if you're going to make that investment in a quarterback, he needs to be better than adequate. He needs to be better than okay. That was the biggest reason why coming into the season, I was not okay with the Mitch Trubisky bar. That that was not high enough. Because last year, yes, Trubisky, he was pretty good. He was okay. Low 3,000 yards passing. He'll give you 500 rushing yards. He'll give you 20 or so touchdowns. But how often is he actually winning me a game? Because last year, what made Chicago good? Yes, Trubisky's record was 12-4. and But in reality, the Bears' record was 12-4. and They had the best defense in football. The best defense in football. And an easy schedule. And that's kind of why the Bears were 12-4. and Fast forward a year, the defense is a little bit worse, the schedule's a little bit harder, and Trubisky is not good enough to make up for that. And that is my biggest worry with this team right now. That when we go to next season, which this is still about for me, this is the long-term viewpoint of what is Josh Allen. Because this year, I'm still pretty sold on what the Bills are. They're a team with a very good defense, if not a great defense, an easy schedule, and not a whole lot of competition below them in the conference. Even though it got a little tighter this week, Again, I still think the Bills are a, a pretty good, good favorite to make the playoffs. So I'm pretty sure of what they are this year. So what I'm trying to figure out is, going forward, are we set? Because as we've seen with the Bears this year, that when the schedule's harder, and when the defense takes a small step back, their quarterback is not good enough to make up for that. And as it stands today, the Bills will have a harder schedule next year. They play the NFC West, which might be the best division in football by them. By then. Maybe the Rams, I'm not sure if the Rams will get it together, but the 49ers look great. The Seahawks are amazing. Russell Wilson is tremendous. He's the best quarterback in football, in my opinion, right now. And even Arizona looks pretty good. I mean, they're 3-6-1, but they could very easily be a 500 team. And 
Kyler Murray looks good. Like, there's reason to believe Arizona will get better. So you got to play them next year. That's just part of a harder schedule. Plus, where you're finishing the conference or where you're finishing the standings, that's going to affect that too in the division, I should have said. So next year, when the schedule is harder, and if the defense takes a small step back at all, is Josh Allen good enough to make up for that? And based on what I've seen so far this year, I don't know how anybody can say yes to that question. Because when they ask him to do more in games like yesterday, in games like the Philly game, where the defense has a few lapses and they can't go out and just completely win you a football game, can your quarterback and your offense in general make up for that? And the Bills have been incapable of doing that this season. Incapable. So, yes, they're 6-3. and three. Yes, it's their best record in 26 years. But are they legitimately good? How closer are we to a consistent contender year to year to year? Because that's what you should be trying to build. And I am not nowhere near sold on that. Much further back than I was at the begin than I was at least when they were a couple weeks ago when they were uh, flying high, when they were beating up on they beat Tennessee and Miami, and we're close with New England. Fast forward a few games. Allen, man, it's the same game every single week. And it's not even just like, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about their long term right now. I know you can just focus on the Cleveland game yesterday. And there's so much to chew on. Levi Wallace with a two like tough plays on that final drive defensively. And then offensively, the, the, the coaching decision to not be rushing to the line of scrimmage. When you have 50 seconds left and you've got the Browns right where you want them. You are moving the football on them. And yes, if I'm a Browns fan, especially if I'm a Browns fan, like Bills fans will know this. We had a caller earlier actually say, hey, when the Bills started uh, that final drive, I'm like, I'm expecting that interception. I'm expecting that sack and fumble. I'm expecting it to go wrong. That's deserved. The Bills have done that to us. Browns fans have that same thing. That's happened to Browns fans. Their team has done the same thing to them over and over and over. They expect the same thing. I'm sure Cleveland Brown fans, by the way, 2-6, and would have you more reason to do this, would have been expecting, oh, here we go. Josh freaking Allen's going to drive down the field and he's going to beat us in the final drive because we're the Browns. I would have absolutely been thinking that if I'm a Browns fan. I'm sure they were. And when they, they went to a huddle with under 40 seconds to play, or under 50 seconds to play at least. And I'm a Browns fan. I'm oh, sigh of relief. I could breathe. Sit back in the chair rather than be right on the edge of it. Because chances suddenly just got cut in half that they're going to win it on this drive. The worst, I'm going to be going to overtime. They didn't have that killer instinct in that killer moment. And that, along with what their offense currently is, is what let them down yesterday. In Cleveland, this year, I do think they're very talented. I think they're a good team. I think they're better than their record says. But they were there for the taking. And if the Bills aren't going to be able to win that football game, then what does it matter if they get to the playoffs? Because I don't see that team winning a playoff game, and I don't see that team being a playoff team in future years when things are harder. 
All right, thanks everybody for listening. I got to get out of here because we got to get you to Monday Night Football, the Seahawks and the 49ers. I'll be back for a full show tomorrow. I'll have plenty more to say uh, on these subjects, the Bills and the Browns um, from Sunday. Also a little bit on the Sabres too tomorrow, I'm sure. Uh, so I'll be looking for your calls. I'll be looking for your texts and tweets. But until then, have a good night and enjoy Monday Night Football. This has been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 